I think fortune telling is really about control, right? It's like we want to know something. We want to know the answer to something because in that moment we don't have control and we'll never have control over outcomes. Joe Deary, one of our featured artists in the upcoming issue of Live Art Magazine. For this performance, we're launching another edition of our podcast series, diving into the creative process of some of the artists you'll see this year on the Academy stage. I'm Amanda Herman, producer of Live Art Magazine, and here, your host for our podcast with NEPR. You go to a fortune teller because you have a des- you, there's this driving desire, whether it's for love or wealth or security or whatever it is that you're going to ask about. We begin our podcast series today with Joe Deary, an artist who experiments with visual storytelling. Currently based in Brattleboro, Vermont, she makes animation, books and comics, works on paper, and multimedia installation projects. Her stories are inspired by autobiographical experience and a deep love of the natural world. For live art, she'll be presenting the first chapter of a long-term project inspired by the history of the women in her family. On October 21st, she'll present a multimedia poetic essay drawn from the life of her great-grandmother who read tea leaves. A few years ago, my sister did our genealogy and kind of learned a little bit more about her. Her name was Nora Karen, and I guess every Sunday after church, the ladies in the neighborhood would line up on the porch of her house and wait their turn for their tea leaves to be read. You know, she would do this and that eventually uh, she saw that her daughter's husband was gonna have an accident and then he did. And so she kind of got freaked out and, you know, stopped reading tea leaves. She died very young and in this kind of freaky way where she sat on a chair and a a sort of rusty spring from inside the chair poked up and it scratched her and she got an infection and she died. So that left my grandmother an orphan because her father had already died and she was only like 13 and all the brothers and sisters went to live with relatives and my grandmother was left with her godparents. So there's kind of this like schism that happens in that continuity of like mother to daughter, you know, right there. The resonance of that throughout generations is interesting to me. Maybe it's a cliche middle-aged thing, but when you're younger and you think about what your life is gonna look like, and then you are at that point in life and you are looking at what your life actually looks like, the themes that I'm thinking about kind of have to do with like prophecy or fate and will choices. We start by reading the rim. The rim tells us the most immediate of news. There will be a lateness, a delay, of something personal. The middle of the cup tells us about the weeks to come. There will be growth, a movement from small to large. And in the bottom of the cup, the outcome. My best guess, a baby, a girl. You'll soon be a mother. The way that you practice tea leaf reading is you read from the rim of the cup down into the bottom. And the leaves that scatter along the top 
that's the things that will happen to you most immediately. And then the symbols that, you know, the things that are appearing on the bottom are the things farthest away in time. I think the, the image of someone reading tea leaves is just sort of like a really interesting you know, practice that, that visually really lends itself to animation, you know, to sort of see these like shapes kind of morph into images, like real representations of things. You know, my sensibility is very playful and um, I do approach most things as kind of like making a collage, even if it's with sound or you know, clips of video or the images themselves that I'm animating. The more I look back on everything that I've made, I would say it's all autobiographical in some way. Like, usually it's kind of veiled autobiography. Everything is coming from a very personal place. In the past few years, uh, you know, I've kind of stepped through that veil and just um, made it even more so, just kind of been very direct. And this, the piece I'm making for Live Art Magazine is also a step in that direction of like a, a very direct representation of autobi autobiography. If time is a straight line, where do I place my mother, my grandmother, my great-grandmother? Where do I place myself? These may seem like simple questions, but if time takes a different shape, perhaps my mother is a point on the line that I pass and circle back to over and over. I can imagine my mother's mother is also a point on this new shape, and her mother too, creating a pattern that echoes across a century. I think it's a great opportunity to be able to kind of test out a shorter version of this thing that I want to produce in a longer format eventually. Um, but I do think this is a great opportunity to take, you know, eight minutes and eight to ten minutes and sort of try out what I'm, what I'm thinking about. Um, and I'm sure I'll learn a lot from it and can take that information, you know, and move forward with the project. Jo Deary will be presenting her piece, The Fortunate Teller, at Live Art Magazine on October 21st. To see examples of her past work, go to joedeary.com. That's J-O-D-E-R-Y.com. To see her performance live, come to the show. Check the events tab at nepr.net or go to liveartmagazine.org. Next Tuesday, we'll hear from the creative force behind Hartford's Hip Hop Dance Center, Studio 860. Starting from zero, and then all of a sudden you up here, and you never enter competition. Now you enter competitions every year, and your your crew is growing. You guys grow together, or you guys push each other. So that definitely inspires us more to do what we are doing and help us acknowledge within ourselves that uh, we're doing the right thing. I'm Amanda Herman. Thanks for listening to the Live Art Magazine podcast from NEPR. <laughs>